بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين وصلى الله وبارك على نبينا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم تسليما كثيرا أما بعد فنعم before we begin as the brother Jazawullah Khair reminded me, politely reminded me and as the brother Jazawullah Khair provided politely asked for it. We had two pieces of homework. Naam. But the brother asked for one piece, but I gave two as a bonus. Naam. Uh, we had two small, short, very short pieces of homework. The first of them was in relation to the Mukfirun al-Sahaba. Naam. And the Mukfirun being, meaning who? The Sahaba, the companions of the Messenger of Allah, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam narrated over 1,000 hadith. Naam. And so we mentioned them. We mentioned all seven of them uh, yesterday evening. However, after Naam, the brother requested, inshallah, we could mention them in order. That we mentioned them in the order. So who was able to bring them in this order? Naam. So again, for anyone that didn't do the homework, so you can write quietly. So that we, I won't, I won't watch the ones that that, that didn't know. Naam, tafadul again. So we have first and foremost Abu Huraira. Naam. The second is Ibn Umar. Naam. The third is Anas Ibn Malik. Naam. The fourth is Aisha anha. Abdullah ibn Abbas, Jabir Abdullah, Naam, Abu Sa'id al Khudri, Jazakum la Khaira, Naam. One more time, Tafadr. Abu Sa'id Naam. Naam. And then the next uh, piece of homework was what? The full name for Sahih Bukhari. So Sahih Bukhari is known generally as Sahih al-Bukhari. However, that is not the actual name of the book. That's not the name that Imam Bukhari, Muhammad ibn Ismail, named the book itself. Sah. So what is the name? Can I have the name? Ibn Hajar. Ibn Hajar. Anyone else have anything different? 
طيب طيب we'll discuss this quickly بإذن الله تعالى الجامع الصحيح نعم first and foremost the book is referred to نعم regardless of whether we say جامع الصحيح المختصر الحديث أو الأمور نعم من سنن وعيان سنن رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم عيان that which is متفق عليه or that which is agreed upon by the إما إذا إس الجامع الحديث البوق وس الجامع and what is meant by a book of hadith which is jami' 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 collection naam but of what though you're close to each answer not necessarily different abwaal different kutub but uh, to make it easier, what's the difference between a, a book of hadith which is jami' and a book of hadith which is sunan? Okay. Because the reason why we don't, we don't we wouldn't say the reason why we wouldn't say sorry ibadat because. In the book of Sunan, you have ibadat and mu'amalat, nikah, what you want, naam. But naam, ahkam, sunan ahkam, toib, and jami', then? So basically, a jami' is a book that covers a wider range of topics. So it's a gathering of a hadith in a particular book that covers a wider range of topics. Naam? A wider range of topics. Is that clear? So it's not a sunnah book of sunnah. Tayyip. As Sahih. Why do you have a Sahih? And that was the manhaj and the intent of Imam Muslim to gather. A hadith that were sahih. Now I'm specific to this um, category of hadith. So he did not intend to cover hadith within it that were hasan, even. Naam. Or so it wasn't just a case of he wanted to cover hadith that were maqbool, all the all the narrations that are accepted. Rather, he wanted it to be at the highest of levels. And the highest of levels is a hadith which is sahih. Naam. Musnad. No. Did the chain is connected? Did the chain is connected from the Musannaf, either one who compiled it, in this case referring to who? Bukhari, all the way to the Prophet. So this is what is meant by Musnad. So a narration, so narration which is musnad is referring to the isnad being connected all the way. It's a solid isnad. Naam. Musnad. Tayyib. Muhtasar.
No. Summarized, yeah. Uh, some of them are shorter chain. What's the shortest chain you find in Bukhari? How many people? For like fiat, free. Naam. But what's the number of here? Huh? No, Jamie has been the full narration. Naam. So you could you can mention that as a portion of that. That's one example, one example, one explanation. Also, that he restricted it to certain abwab. And he could have gone even further into different chapters. There could be many other chapters he could have mentioned. But he did restrict it to specific chapters and headings. Naam. And so, we have Min Hadith or Min Umur, and Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Naam. Min Hadith. We said in Hadith, Nabi alayhi salatu wasalam, referring to what was Hadith, and we said this right at the beginning, and Hadith is? Statements, actions, noun, sign approval, test approvals, noun. Khulqiyya or Khulqiyya? Khulqiyya referring to? Mannerisms. Naam. So, so a hadith is the statements of the Messenger of Allah. Naam. His actions. The things that he was silently, he silently approved of. Naam. Then descriptions of him by way of his mannerisms and by way of his physical descriptions. This is what is meant by the hadith. And this is also synonymous or carries the same meaning of what? The Sunnah. And also what? Seerah. Naam. So when you look at the, the book of Sahih Bukhari, no doubt you find within it a hadith, narrations that mention the speech of the Messenger of Allah, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. You find narrations in there that mention his actions. You find narrations in there that mention the approvals, the tacit approvals. You'll find narrations in there that mention his mannerisms. And likewise, you'll find narrations in there that will mention the uh, physical description of him. Naam. Then we have min sununihi. Sununihi. No, not sununihi in this case. Yeah, so similar to the description of hadith. So you find when it goes on to mention hadith or umurihi and sunnihi or ayamihi, all of them generally carry the same meaning because they're all, they're all comprehensive of that one, that one description and definition of hadith. Because you find, no doubt, within the description of a hadith or definition of a hadith, the definition of sunnah. And within his, the definition of hadith, it would be a description of his ayam, the way he, le he lived his days. Naam. So it's more an emphasis, one emphasizing upon the other. We're mentioning the hadith of the Nabi, alayhi salatu wasalam, his sunan and his ayam. 
Naam, Jayat. So this is the the full title for Sahih Al-Bukhari. Naam. Jayat. So we go on to the, the next hadith, which is the second hadith of the chapter. The second hadith of this chapter. It's the hadith of Amir and Amir ibn Sa'id and Abihi. Amir ibn Sa'id and Abihi. So Amir ibn Sa'ad. Amir ibn Sa'ad. And Amr ibn Sa'ad and Abihi called Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam Inna a'adhaba al-Muslimin fil Muslimin Jurman man sa'ala an Amrin lam yuharram fahurrima ala al-Nasi min ajli mas'alati And so this narration is one which is also found in Al-Bukhari and Muslim and this narration mentioned the narration of Amr ibn Sa'ad who narrates from his father he says that the messenger of Allah sallallahu stated indeed the greatest of harm the Muslims upon the Muslims is the one that asks about an affair that was not haram, that was not unlawful. However, it's made unlawful upon the people due to the question being asked about it. And so, we begin here by mentioning the statement of Al-Qadi Iyad Rahimahullah Qadi Iyad Rahimahullah He mentions Al-Murad Bil-Jurm Huna Al-Harif Al-Muslimin La Annahu Jara'im Wal-Athaam Al-Ma'akib Alayha If Kana Su'al Awwadan Mubahan Wulihada Qal Saluni Naam Saluni And so, Qadi Ayyad, he mentions here that the word Juram and the intent of the word Juram here is the harm, the hadith al Muslimin, the harm that came to the Muslims, or what occurred to the Muslims. Not that it was by way of its jara'im, not that it was an action of criminality or something blameworthy. Something blameworthy that brought about sin, يعني. or what about a consequence of punishment? Rather, to ask the question first and foremost for something which is mubah. Hence, why you find his statement, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, يعني ask me. وقال النووي متعقبا له 
هذا كلام القاضي هذا الذي قاله القاضي ضعيف بل باطل والصواب الذي قاله الخطابي وصاحب تحرير وجماحير العلماء في الشرح هذا الحديث عن المرار بجرم هنا الاثم وذم قالوا ويقال منه جرم بالفتح او جرم بالفتح واشترم وتجرم اذ اثم اذ اثم and so we have the first speech now of Qadim Iyad and the speech is what? we can remember it? just what we just mentioned literally just now Naam so referring to the narration he states that it's not something which is blameworthy Naam so what is meant here is that it's not blameworthy but he asks Naam and he brings as a proof that the Messenger of Allah وسلم, would encourage people to ask Naam however Nawawi he mentions in rejection of this speech he says, as for the speech of, uh, of Al-Qadi, then this speech is daif, it's weak speech. Rather, it's bata, it's false. And that which is correct is the statement of Khattabi. And the, and the statement of the majority of the ulama when discussing and explaining this hadith and that the murad and the murad the intent is ithm is that which is blameworthy Allahu Akbar Allahu Akbar it, says, it should be understood how the majority of Ahlul Ilm al ulama have understood it when explaining this hadith that the intent, the murad of jarm, here is something which is ithm, blameworthy, wadham, sinful. And it's referred to as jarm, yani fath al jim. Jarm al fath al jim. And then this is something refers to, this is in reference to something which is blameworthy. And then, so this is the speech of whom? We just mentioned. No, he references the speech of Khattabi. And this is the speech of Khattabi now. Naam. So we had the first speech of who? Qadir Ayyad. And he mentions. So he's mentioning that the question being asked that has brought this about as a harm for the Muslims is not a sinful question, it's not a blameworthy question. Naam. And he uses a proof one. Ask me, where he mentioned the Nabi alayhi salatu encouraging people to ask him. Naam. And so then we have the ta'aqub, or the rejection of that, or criticism, criticism of that, by whom? Al-Nawi. Naam. Al-Nawi references the speech of whom? Khattabi. And this is the speech of Khattabi. So Qala Khattabi rahimahullah, Hada fi mas'alati man yas'alahu abathan wa takallafan فيما لا حاجة به إليه فيما لا حاجة به إليه دون من سأل السؤال حاجة وضرورة كمثلة 
بني إسرائيل في شأن البقرة وأما من كان سؤاله استيبانا لحكم الواجب واستفادة لعدم لعدم عفوا لاستفادة العلم قد خفي عليه فإنه لا يدخل في هذا الوعيد وقد قال سبحانه فاسألوا أهل الذكر إن كنتم لا تعلمون نعم انتهى كلامه رحمه الله So we have the speech of Khattabi now and this is the speech that, we'll, that Noah was referencing he says that this mas'ala or this, this questioning that occurred and that was referenced in this hadith was when a person would ask a question of no benefit mere play or amusement and a question of tagalluf a question that would bring about burden when there was no need to ask about it and this is not the case, this is not referring to a question where there's a need or when there's a dorot, when there's a dorora where there's a necessity so this is like when a person, when Bani Israel asked about the affair of the Baqarah that's what the Baqarah continues asking about the Baqarah where is the Baqarah? what's the color of the Baqarah? Naam continues asking when there's no need or benefit and continues asking of that however as for the one that is asking to seek more clarity in a ruling now now in a ruling of obligation and seeking to benefit by way of a, a piece of knowledge that is not known to him or is hidden to him then this does not enter into this threat that is mentioned within this hadith as Allah Ta'ala mentions Ask the people of remembrance if you do not know. People of remembrance refer no doubt to the ulama. So this here is the correct understanding Allah Ta'ala knows best of this ayah. فَاسْأَلُوا أَهْلُ الذِّكْرِ إِنْ كُنْتُمْ لَا تَعْلَمُونَ Ask the people of remembrance if you do not know. Likewise, the narration of the Messenger of Allah وسلم, mentioned by Qadi Iyad Naam, ask me when the Messenger of Allah وسلم, he encouraged people to ask him this is the correct understanding that whilst the question and asking and seeking understanding is encouraged the continuous, the continuous questioning is one which is not of the manners and from the manners of someone that is the Talib al-Ilm and it could even enter to the, to the affair where that becomes blameworthy it can reach the, um, the affair where it becomes blameworthy Naam. so the person keeps asking until they bring about greater burden upon themselves that they do not need to bring upon themselves and by extension of that upon the Muslims and so this is what is being referred to, referred to within this hadith and again as we mentioned uh, last, last night or yesterday evening that if you may find that there's a contradiction between narrations you look to combine between the two and this is the combination between the two where the Messenger of Allah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam mentions that a person can ask questions and bring about harm upon the Muslims 
But then you have a narration where he says, ask. And then you have the, the, the ayah where Allah Ta'ala says, ask the people remembrance if you don't know. So this is no doubt in reference to the narrations, or actually in reference to the questions that are beneficial. Where a person is seeking to bring about a greater understanding, a greater understanding in the understanding of, or to understand a particular mas'ala. Greater understanding in the mas'ala. And from this blameworthy affairs of asking these questions, is the fact that it opposes the mannerisms of a talib ilm, of a student of knowledge. That from the good manners of a student of knowledge is husnul su'al. Is that the student asks a question that is beneficial. They ask a question not only that is beneficial to him, but beneficial to those around him. Naam. Or he may even ask a question that not only brings about benefit in the thing that he asks, but can allow for an answer based upon the hikmah and the basira of the one being asked, the mas'ul. That can allow for an answer that brings about even greater benefit. For example, the hadith where the people, the person approached the Messenger of Allah, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, and they mention that they traverse upon the sea. When they carry with them water. However, they said that if we were to make wudu from this water, we would become thirsty. So they said, are we not able to make wudu? I purify ourselves with the ma al-bahr, from the sea water. That's how the Messenger of Allah, sallallahu he mentions in answer to that, huwa tuhura ma'ahu hilla maytata. Naam, that the water itself is purifying. That is pure and purifies, yani. and the dead that is found from the sea, the dead animals that are found from the sea, are halal. So this answer from the hikmah of the Messenger of Allah sallallahu was brought about by way of the good nature of the question. The nature of the question explaining that they are upon the sea, they're traversing upon the sea. And so the Nabi by way of his wisdom understood that they wouldn't only be in need of understanding that they can make wudu and purify themselves from the water of the sea but also they may benefit from anything that they catch from the sea as well from fish and other than that. And so <coughs> we understand by way of that that a person can bring about greater benefit if the question is one which is beneficial and at a beneficial time just as a person can bring about harm if they ask that question naam that of no benefit or outside of its right time and other than that and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows best
وصلى الله وبارك على نبينا محمد وعلى اله وصحبه وسلم